chills, dreamy summer bites, flashes of horror and suspense. Bite back at the fear. Arabian Nights, or The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 5, The Ebony Horse, narrated by Mav Sky. When it was the 358th night, Shazarad said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the prince wound up the sinister screw, the steed's upward motion slowed and ceased, and it began to descend, little by little, towards the earth, while the rider became yet more cautious and careful of his life. And when he saw this, and knew the uses of the horse, his heart was filled with joy and gladness, and he thanked Almighty Allah for that he had delivered him from destruction. Then he began to turn the horse's head, whither so he would, making it rise and fall at pleasure, till he had gotten complete mastery over its every movement. He ceased not to descend the whole of that day, for that the steed's ascending flight had borne him afar from the earth. And as he descended, he diverted himself with viewing the various cities and countries over which he passed, and which he knew not, never having seen them in his life. Amongst the rest, he decried a city ordered from the fairest fashion in the midst of a verdant and riot land, rich in trees and streams, with gazelles pacing daintily over the plains. Whereat he fell a musing, and said to himself, Would I knew the name of yon town, and what land it is? And he took to circling about it, and observing it right and left. By this time, the day began to decline and the sun drew near to its downing, and he said in his mind, Verily, I find no goodlier place tonight in this than this city, so I will lodge here, and early on the morrow I will return to my kith and kin and my kingdom, and tell my father and family what hath passed, and acquaint him with what my eyes have seen. Then he addressed himself to seeking a place wherein he might safely bestow himself and his horse, and where none should descry him. And presently, behold, he espied a middlemost of the city, a palace rising high in upper air, surrounded by a great wall with lofty crenels and battlements, guarded by forty slaves, clad in complete mail and armed with spears and swords, bows and arrows. Quoth he, This is a goodly place, and turned the descent pen whereupon the horse sank down with him like a weary bird, and alighted gently on the terrace roof of the palace. So the prince dismounted, and cried, Praise be to Allah. He began to go around the horse and examine it, saying, By Allah, he who fashioned thee with these perfections was a cunning craftsman, and if the Almighty extend the term of my life, and restore me to my country and kinfolk and safety, and reunite me with my father, I will assuredly bestow upon him all manner of bounties and benefit him with the utmost beneficence. By this time, night had overtaken him, and he sat on the roof till he was assured that all in the palace slept, and indeed hunger and thirst were sore upon him. 
for that he had not tasted food nor drank water since he parted from his sire. So he said within himself, Surely the like of his palace will not lack of victual. And leaving the horse above, went down in search of something to eat. Presently he came to a staircase, and descending it to the bottom, found himself a court paved with white marble and alabaster, which shone in the light of the moon. He marveled at the place, and the goodliness of its fashion, but sensed no sound of speaker, and saw no living soul, and stood in perplexed surprise, looking right and left, and not knowing whether he should wend. Then he said to himself, I may not do better than return to where I left my horse and pass the night by it, and as soon as day shall dawn, I will mount and ride away. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say.